Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here's your host, Dr. Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as State Director of CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thank you for listening to Telling Future Generations. Just a few weeks ago, in early December, I took some of our CF staff to see a newly released Christmas movie called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. The movie by Sight and Sound Theaters was all about the story behind this well-known Christmas song. But before the Christmas carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, was ever sung, it was first written as a poem composed by one of America's most famous poets, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who lived during the troubled times of the Civil War. Henry Longfellow wrote his original poem on December 25th on Christmas Day in 1863. But his beautiful written words rings out even more clear when you know the story behind his poem that still rings true, perhaps even more today. Two years prior, in 1861, Henry's beloved wife Fanny died of severe burns when her dress caught on fire in their colonial home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Ironically, when this tragedy happened, Henry was asleep in his study, exhausted from his work. By the time he heard his wife's cries and woke up, the fire was ablaze and it was too late. Henry himself sustained severe burns trying to put the fire out and was unable later to attend even his wife's funeral. Henry, now a widower, raising six children, four girls and two older boys, was like a ship drifting aimlessly on the sea without his dear wife. His grief was so great and deep that he stopped writing poetry altogether and thought at times that he might even go insane. It was also at this time that the whole country was engulfed in the Civil War between the North and the South, and the young nation of the United States of America seemed torn in two and even up in flames. Adding to his downcast heart in 1863, Henry's oldest son, Charles, who was near of age, ran off to join the Union Army in the dark of night without his father's consent. Fearing that he would lose his oldest son in the Civil War fight, Henry wrote to the governor of Massachusetts and also to a senator friend, pleading with them by letter to keep his son Charles out of the front lines and out of harm's way. Interestingly, history records that right before the Battle of Gettysburg, Charles happened to come down with a malaria type of camp fever and missed the entire three-day military engagement in Pennsylvania. In August 1863, Charles was well enough to rejoin his military unit and was often found himself confined to guarding the Army's supply wagons. But on December 1st, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow received a foreboding knock on his front door in his home in Massachusetts. A telegram from the military was delivered informing him about his son Charles, who had been shot and wounded in a skirmish near New Hope Church in Orange County, Virginia. Henry and his second oldest son rushed to Washington, D.C. to meet his wounded son. They discovered that Charles had been shot in the left shoulder, and the exiting bullet, which lodged in his right shoulder blade, had nicked his spine and come less than one inch from leaving Charles paralyzed. Henry quickly made arrangements with the surgeons and then brought back his son Charles to recover in their Massachusetts home in the month of December. It was on Christmas morning, December 25, 1863, that Henry woke up with a grateful heart to the Lord for sparing the life of his son. That morning, Henry heard the church bells pealing loudly as together the voice of the church seemed to proclaim in unison peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was deeply moved and he put pen to paper and for the first time apparently in two years he began to write.
However, in the midst of the poem as he was writing, Henry's note of discord and depth of despair is keenly felt and recorded. How can there be peace on earth and goodwill toward men in the midst of strife, sin, grief, and even in a war-torn world filled with hate? Henry mused towards the climatic end of his poem, and in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks a song, a peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. What resulted in the completed poem was that within 10 years, it not only became a well-known Christmas carol that is sung today, but also, even more importantly, it rings out a biblical message of Christ-centered hope to a weary world. The angels in Luke chapter 2 rang out the first message of hope on the night of Christ's incarnate birth at his first coming. Scripture records in Luke chapter 2 verses 10 through 14 the angelic message to the shepherds. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The message of the angels directed by our sovereign Lord himself must not be missed. Was everything in the world from that point on perfect and peaceful? No, absolutely not. Within a few short years, the angelic celebration at Bethlehem turned to mourning in Bethlehem caused by King Herod's long outstretched arm that was filled with hatred for the Christ child who is the true King, our Lord, our Savior, and our Messiah. Within three decades, the Lord Jesus Christ would be put to death by evil men on a cruel wooden cross. Through suffering, bleeding, and dying, and rising again, Christ made propitiation for man's sin, so that through grace alone, all by faith alone, and in Christ alone, mankind can be made right with God both now and forever. Here is the good news of the gospel that must be rung out still today. Because Christ came the first time, just as he said, we as God's people through Christ have peace with God now, not just for a moment, but for all eternity. And because Christ came the first time, just as he said, we know that Christ will come again the second time, just as he said. But the second time, Christ will come not as the perfect lamb to be slain for our sin, but as a roaring lion of Judah, our conquering king to reign as king of kings and lord of lords. Because of Christ's purpose and work at his first coming was secured, Christ's purpose and work at his second coming is eternally secure. From the eyes of eternity, it's a done deal. Just as Christ proclaimed in triumph at the cross, it is finished. In Christ, there is not only peace with God, of sins forgiven, and the righteousness gift of God that received by faith, but also the promise that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, just as God has said, and there will be peace on earth, goodwill to men. That's because we've not only read Henry's finished poem, but we've read God's eternal poem, his word, God's word, and we know how this story ends. God wins.
So today, if you find yourself in doubt and despair pulling you down and weighing upon your heart because of the woes of this world, remember the words of Henry Wadsworth's poem, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail and the right prevail with peace on earth and goodwill to men. But even more importantly, remember God's eternal word that contained the angel's message that first Christmas morn, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Again, we proclaim the eternal truth. Because Christ came the first time, just as he said, we know that Christ will come the second time, just as he said. So Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Yet today, we live between the now and not yet. But in Christ, we know the truth, the eternal truth, that our victory is secure and that eternity is won. So in closing today, I want to share with you one of the modern renditions of the song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, that's sung by Greater Vision. And as you listen, may you remember anew not only the message of the bells that Henry Wadsworth Longfellow heard in his heart that Christmas morn, but even more importantly, to remember anew God's message of peace on earth and goodwill to men that he has promised to us in his word. For this is the Lord's promise to all his people who are in Christ, that we are eternally secure, and there is nothing, nothing in heaven or on earth that can take away our peace with God that is grounded in Christ. I hope you enjoy. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled.
That song was by Greater Vision, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I hope you enjoyed. And thank you again for listening to Telling Future Generations. And we do hope you join us again next week. But until then, let me go ahead and say, Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations.